Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 24th, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled The Power Fellowship. And now I've been teaching this series for eight weeks now, and uh, this is actually the beginning of the ninth week. And to this point in the series, I was just teaching about our upward relationship with the Father. And I told you that in the series, I was going to teach you about your upward relationship with the Father and also your outward relationship with other people. So today, we're making the transition from just teaching on the upward relationship with the Father to the outward relationship with other people. This is part 38 of the series. I'm calling it, It Is Not Good. The Bible says something is not good, and that's what we're going to take a look at today. So let's start by going back to the beginning, the Genesis account. I want to take a look at three different passages in Genesis, and then we'll get into the the meat of the message. So Genesis chapter one, verses three through five, the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day. He called the darkness night and there was an evening and then there was a morning and that was the first day. So in the first day he created light and he saw the light and he saw that it was good, right? So everything he created, he looked at it and said, good. In Genesis one and 31, God saw all that he had made. Now, this is at the end of it. He saw all that he had made, and he called it very good. And there was an evening, and then there was a morning, and it was the sixth day. In Genesis 2 and 18, the Bible says, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. So I will make a helper that is suitable for him. Right? Not good for man to be alone. So what does this mean to you today? We looked at three passages in Genesis 1 and also Genesis 2, and uh, I have four things to share with you this morning as it relates to having relationships with other people. And so as we take a look at these scriptures and as we kind of glean some things about having relationships, not just with God, but also with man, I pray that you open up your heart to hear what God is saying. Four things for you on this Monday morning to set the tone for the whole week. You ready? Here we go. Number one, God created the world and everything in it outside of man in five days. And so on the sixth day, God created man and then placed man in charge of everything he created. In the creation account, at the end of every day, the the, the Lord looked at what he created that particular day and he called it good. He said, okay, he looked at it and it was good. And then when he was done with everything, including man, on the sixth day, he looked at everything he created. And he called it all very good. But then later in Genesis 2, the law looked, I mean, the Lord looked at something and called it not good. So this is the first mention of something being not good in the Bible. And what is that mention? That's a mention of God saying that it was not good for Adam to be alone or alone, all alone. Alone is if you break up alone, it could be all one. It was not good for Adam to be all one. It was not good for Adam to be all alone. So being alone is not good. God did not create us as humans to be isolated beings. God never created us to be lone rangers. There are no lone rangers in the body of Christ. When people say, Well, I don't need anybody else, they are not. That's not God, right? They're saying that out of hurt. They're saying that out of pain, but they're not saying that out of God because God is love and we were created to have fellowship, not just with God, but with also other people. See, number two, before God created Eve for Adam, Adam 
was already thriving, especially in his relationship with the father. So God had given Adam power, right? So he had power over everything. He had power over the planet and everything in it. He was given purpose. He was in charge of running the Garden of Eden. So he had something to do every day. He was given provision. He had more than enough of everything. So, I mean, he had access to, to the whole world. So he had more than enough of, of everything. Provision was not an issue for him. And then he had parameters because God told him that he could eat from every tree, but except this one particular tree that was in the midst of the garden, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, the day you eat thereof, you should surely die. So this was actually, when you peel back the layers and layers to God saying to, to Adam, don't eat from that tree. There was a lot of power in that because by by him saying you have the right to choose to eat from that tree or not eat from that tree, and I'm telling you not to do it. I want it to be an act of your own volition, an act an act of your own will. This made Adam a free moral agent. So now Adam had the power to decide. He had the power to choose, and so he had parameters, and then he had the power to be his own person. So when, at this point, my point is that when you look at it, Adam had power. He had purpose. He had provision. He had parameters. He had an amazing relationship with the father. But the one thing he lacked was partnership. Adam had a great upward relationship with God, but he lacked an outward relationship with another human. So God gave him Eve. And the point here is that your life will never be complete without strong relationships with other people. You can have a strong relationship with God, and that's good, and you should. But that is not enough. True fulfillment comes when your love for a God that you cannot see is manifested in love for people that you see every day. Number three, God called being alone not good. So it doesn't matter how how strong your relationship is with the Father. It is not good for you to just be by yourself. Even if you're saying, well, as long as I have God, that's it. I don't need nobody else. No, you're saying that once again, out of hurt and out of pain and out of bitterness. It doesn't matter how much or how strong you claim your relationship with God is. It doesn't matter how much stuff you've accumulated along the way, houses and money and cars and fame, none of that. Your life will never be completely fulfilled until you have thriving relationships with other humans as well, because you were created to have fellowship with both God and man, with both. Number four, and finally, I only have four things to share with you on this morning. But in the New Testament, Jesus summed up the Old Testament by saying this. He says, listen, I'm going to sum up all the law. I'm going to sum up all the teaching of the prophets into these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. He was saying like the whole Old Testament can be summed up in two things. Love God and love man. Jesus didn't just say love God. No, he said, you got to love God and you also have to love man. The apostle John in 1 John 4 and 20 told us that if we claim to love a God that we cannot see, but then we can't love the people that we see every day, the Bible calls us, John called us a liar. We're, we're lying when we say that we love a God that we cannot see when we can't love the people that we see on a regular, on a regular basis. The proof that you love God is in your love for other people. That's why Jesus said in John 13 and 35, okay, listen, guys, I'm going to send you guys out, but this is how people are going to know that you're my disciples. Like, this is your identifying characteristic as a follower of me. 
If you want to claim to be a follower of Jesus, he says, you got to have love for other people. Your love for others, John 13 and 35, is the proof that you are a disciple of Jesus. If you claim only to have love for God, but you don't have love for other people, then you are lying and you are not manifesting the full love of God because the love of God has to be manifested in having love for other people because it's not good for you to be all alone. It is not good. So as I transition into this part of the series, and then we're going to look at the word and you get word on this. If you are harboring bitterness and malice and unforgiveness, if you're walking around with resentment and pain towards other people and you're walking around uh, and you're harboring this in your heart and you have a root of bitterness in your heart and you refuse to forgive and you refuse to move on and, and you are just holding on to this, then I believe that in this series, as long as you keep watching and you, as long as you open up your heart to the word of God, God is going to root out that root of bitterness and, and, and he's going to wash it out of your heart and you will be able to not just love God, but love other people as well. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice now and, and repeat after me and declare this over your life. Say, Father, you have made it clear to me in your word that it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for me to be all one. So I thank you for loving me enough to have a direct relationship with me and allowing me to have a direct relationship with you. And my relationship with you is amazing. But my relationship with you is not enough. You made me to fellowship with other people. So my relationship with you has to spill out towards my relationships with other people. My love for you is proven in my love for others. So I enter this day determined to enjoy my relationships with both God and man. I need others and you have placed amazing people in my life. I will honor and celebrate them today. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, if you're not getting today's word in your email inbox, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button and you'll get my, my messages in your email inbox. You'll get all my notes in your email for free. Listen, I know this is not one of those messages that was, you know, just like a rah, rah message to get you all fired up for this week, but it's absolutely critical. This is a message that as you open up your heart to it and you learn over the next few weeks, what it means to have a relationship with both God and man, this is how we get true fulfillment. This is how we maximize our purpose and potential. This is how we become the best version of ourselves because we give ourselves over to God to whatever he wants us to do. And it is clear in the word that it is not good for us to be alone. It is not good for us to be isolated. God created us to have fellowship with other people, not just with him, but also with others. That's my prayer for you. So launch into this day and open up your heart to God and open up your heart to others. Do me a favor, before you leave the screen, click the share button, share this on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you and God loves you. God bless you.